Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Well, folks, we made it. The day before this episode, the NFL played their Hall of Fame game and kicked off the NFL preseason. So today's lineup, we do a brief news check, and then, since the preseason is weird itself, we wrap up our weirdos list and bring out the NFC QBs, baby. We're going to talk about a lot of weird, interesting things on this episode. So go ahead, sit back, and enjoy the show. Football. Until February now, folks. It's beautiful. All right, Jalen, we are back here. After a little bit away, um, you know, it's the dead season, really, for uh, for most of our sports, since we're not the biggest baseball guys. Um, but plenty going on, a little bit of news today. And we're back after a little bit, going to get into some fun NFL stuff here today. How you doing tonight? Oh, Colby. Doing good. Summer is coming to an end, man. Uh, wrapping up summer events here, for my job at least, at the Y. And, uh, dude, it's pretty... Uh, we're getting there. It's crazy you said that. Uh, go O's, first of all. We got we got some baseball. I mean, I'm representing my O's here. And the Rockies decided to make a farm team move, like I always say they are. They are a giant farm team. And the reason why I am on the O's now is because of the, the moves the Rockies make. And that one just proved officially why I made this transition. Um, besides that, Cole, and everything, besides a little baseball jab, I do love my baseball. Not as much as you know, as course. We don't know as much as we should know. Sorry. But I mean, it's been a roller coaster for the Pirates. So, see, yeah, I was about to say, it's, it's been an interesting season for us. I was about to say, we have, I feel like we're going to have some fun talks come the postseason push. We're almost there. I mean, we're in August. So, and most importantly, we had a preseason game yesterday. So, it's a great time wow. to talk about sports. We got football back in gear. That's the um, <laughs> shoot, the NBA is trying to make ruffling noises. So really. it's a uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. It's good. I feel like we're getting we're getting closer, man. You can count oh, the weekends right on one hand. Oh yeah, you can count them on one hand now. It is right there. It's going to be a great week one. Um, okay, I'm very excited for that. So let's just, we've got so much NFL stuff today. So let's just briefly hit the NBA news. NBA's had no news for two weeks, really. And then today, um, nothing too crazy, but Anthony Davis gets three-year max extension. Don't have to spend a ton of time on it. Not shocking at all. He was great this once he came back. He was great in the back half of the year in the playoffs. He's a top 10 player in the sport. Um and I think that's huge for the Lakers that it's three years, not five years. Not the completely like biggest deal he could have gotten, given his injury history. But he's still so dominant. It locks him up so you don't have to worry about him not being there after LeBron leaves. And my biggest takeaway from it, and then I'll let you go, this is really my only takeaway, is that the Lakers have, I do have to give them credit, they have now put themselves in a much better position uh, for the post-LeBron era than they were going into last season and the last couple of years as they are still trying to go all in with LeBron. They have a lot of dudes now that are like quality pieces. A lot of guys that are younger now um, and Anthony Davis now locked up. So the Lakers are still going to be not, they're obviously not going to be a contender until they get another guy, but once LeBron leaves, they will still be in a pretty good spot. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. 
I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. I mean, this is the LeBron factor we're talking here. It's going to be hard to just move on without him. It's going to be tough. But it's going to be tough. Um, but, I mean, they're doing their best, it looks like, financially. Like you said, they're not doing the five years. They did three. Um, I think that was the one thing that caught my attention was how long the contract was. I was like, oh, it was only three. Which honestly makes a little bit of sense, too, just because of how injury-prone he is. And honestly, it also... Maybe you could trade them in the future, you know? Maybe that makes it more tradable as well. I'm not saying it's going to be a tradable contract now. I mean, who knows how long this LeBron thing will last. Um, you never know. But, uh, yeah, I was about to say, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal for them, you know? Still pricey, but three years, yeah. I, I think that's uh, that was a big take from that. Yeah. So, you know, I think we're, we're in agreement on that. Lakers frustratingly as we are not uh we don't love the lakers here but they've been making pretty competent moves as of late yeah <laughs> have to try to have to be objective about that they have made pretty good moves i don't know that it's gonna get them over the top but i mean i mean i mean they they went with uh what's it called they've re-signed ar-15 and yeah, everything he's on the fight. usa team they could have got more saw- yeah, they could have, but guess what? The dude's good enough to be on the USA team. So, right. I mean, who knows? They are making good moves lately. Uh, the USA team. We'll get to them at the very end. So oh. That's a tease there. Um, a little bit of a tease. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I think we covered the Anthony Davis. That's that's really all I have to say about that. Um, I think we're pretty much in agreement there. For me, interesting team, as always. Um so, yeah, NFL news. Um, the big news, Alvin Kamara gets only three-game suspension uh, for his incident um, with the fight. Not nearly as bad as it could have been. Definitely going to hurt them for those first three weeks. But, you know, they're in the NFC South, luckily. So I think they're going to be right there all year. I don't imagine that division's probably going to have a runaway team. I guess it could, but it seems unlikely. I guess the Saints would have as good a case for it as anyone. Um, so it hurts him a little bit, but it definitely could have been worse for him. Uh, yeah, definitely could have been worse. That's true. Um, three games is, uh, like you said, in the NFC South, it'll probably still make you a, a contender in the division. Um, plus, sadly, right now, Kamara, I haven't seen him play in a minute personally. So it would be it's going to be interesting to see the impact he has on week four, though. You know, I think that's where we have to start looking at him. He'll be a fantasy sleeper for sure for many people just because of this little tag. Um, he's going to drop a couple of rounds. Uh, he's a running back, man. And it's going to be the the scary thing for him is hopefully no one they don't find somebody that steps up within those three weeks. Because, I mean, yeah, sure. We all remember how explosive he was, but running backs, you never know when it comes year to year. That's the one thing I do worry about sometimes. Yeah. So. He will be having a little bit of a slow start, but if he comes out swinging, I mean, this Saints offense could really use some Kamara. and They're going to need him. I mean, this dude's not on my weirdos list, but they could really use the revival of Slant Boy as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, he would have been a great candidate for the weirdos list. Interesting. Nice tease. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like, yeah, the Saints. I mean, they're going to miss Kamara, definitely, but it's only three games. So here, here's what we're thinking. I got the three games right here. Tell me right now, just gut reaction. Uh, what do you think their record is? These three games without Kamara. There's Titans at home, at Carolina, at Green Bay. Dang. I mean, Kamara is a good piece and all. 
I still say they go one and two, beat the Packers. That's, go zero and two in the first couple of weeks. That's what I was going to say, but I don't know that the Packers is going to be the win. I think they maybe get one of those first two. Um, <laughs> Titans week one's tough go without Kamara at Carolina. We'll talk about Carolina more later. I have a feeling, but. And at Green Bay, they're not going to win both those games. Either Carolina or Green Bay, they're not winning both of those. I can just tell you that right now. The Tennessee game, like they could still win, but that's going to be tough. So, yeah, I probably agree. So, they go one and two. Yeah. I, I was about to say, and the best part about it, I'm glad you mentioned the Packers because they also have the key factor that, you know, Kamara brings to the table is their running, running back core. So, it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, that one's going to be a good game. I don't think uh, – only reason why I say they can win that one is because I trust Carr more in that situation. Because did you say at the Titans or are they hosting the Titans? They're hosting the Titans and then they're at, oh, Green, no. at Green Bay. All right. So, yeah, I guess I have to switch it up then. I agree with that. I've mixed it up. Sorry, folks. Got that confused. <laughs> if they're hosting the Titans, they should win that one. That would be the one I would I would do because I'm not going to. Uh, yeah. Not going to. Not gonna sleep on the t- on the Saints at home. Yeah, the, that's that's in the dome. Yeah, they might go two and one. The Saints could be good this year. They're gonna be a fascinating team uh, to see what they can really be in the NFC. Um. Okay, and then the other thing the Saints also did, um, I guess yesterday or uh, they resigned um, Cam Jordan two year extension. wasn't too much money. Another pretty solid move. They keep uh, trying to go for this, I guess, which is, I mean, I mean, I respect yeah. it. I don't know that it's going to work, but they keep doing this. So, <laughs> hey, might as well go all in when you have certain pieces in place. I mean, they got a lot of veterans on the defense. They got, like I said, if they had the revival of Slant Boy, I feel like they would have a great offense because we forget there's Chris Olave there as well. So, um, yeah, these guys, they're just waiting. They, I feel like if they had the revival of Slant Boy on week four when Kamara comes in, that offense could be, you know, reshaped from what, back in 20, 2019, 2020, I think that's when Michael Thomas made his uh, big name debut pretty much when he popped off. You're st- oh, never mind. Sorry. I, yeah, I hit the mute. Yeah, I think 2019 <laughs> is when he was sort of he came around that level. Uh, that might not be completely correct, but yeah, he was uh, yeah. those years he was pretty good. So, and he was getting it going as of late last season, but it was just you know too late, I think. Better quarterback than he had last year now, too. That's true, too. He doesn't have, I mean, yeah, Jameis wasn't throwing it to him, so he had either Taysom Hill or. God, I can't believe it. I forgot. I didn't forget. I just can't believe I just suppressed it so fast because of Christian's hatred towards him. It's Andy Dalton, right? It was. Most of it, yeah. <laughs> Not great. A lot of Andy Dalton. Yeah, no, it was Oh, my goodness. Brian, yeah. and then he was watching Dennis Allen, Andy Dalton, <laughs> Coach Capo. I mean, that was – to win seven games is honestly impressive with that QB coach combo. So yeah. I mean, they started right. with Jameis, but uh, or they were gonna go with Jameis, and that didn't go so well. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, I guess since we are speaking about the Saints, Colby, and already teased the first segment that we are doing today, and I keep looking at it, and I want to talk about it now. I'm ready. So let's go ahead and kick it off. 
You ready for it, Cole? We got the weirdos list, the NFC version now. We've done the AFC a couple weeks ago. So you ready, man? Any, I'm ready. Uh, yeah. All right. Just a quick refresher for everyone out there. This is a, just a list of weirdos who guys who are in just some interesting situations that I think are uh, going to have to have some interesting seasons. All right. So uh, right off the bat, Cole, we're going to stick with the Saints. And the reason why there was no one else contending for the whole weirdos list here is because I had a weirdo that stole my heart right off the bat when I wrote his name down. All right. And his name, he's coming from Detroit. His name's Jamal Williams, NFL's leader and scoring rushing touchdowns last season. I think we. this is why I was so little question about the situation when you were talking about the games, because I think Jamal Williams going to be a help huge help for them man they knew this situation was coming for alvin Kamara, but my thing is what if jamal williams just pop off those next three four games that's why i had him written on this list i thought it would be initially longer granted this list was made like a month ago but uh i do think jamal i feel like now jamal williams gets a chance these next three four games he's already stealing hearts in the interviews and they already got him all over the cameras down there and all that jazz but uh this is Jamal Williams' time to shine and keep see if he can keep his print in the NFL, you know, keep his significance there because, man, it would suck if he just did all that in Detroit, made their offense elite, gave them all this okay. hype, all right. and he was the one that fell okay. off the face. All right, okay. okay. I got to stop you. I got to stop you. Okay. Oh, my goodness. That was – no, that was nice. Look, I don't want to be disrespectful to Jamal Williams. He's obviously a very – he's an NFL running back, you know. He's definitely – a guy who's going to get carries on pretty much any team, he'll get some carries. Um, but let's let's not act like Jamal Williams is going to be some all-star game changer. Him leading, you talking about how he led the league and touched. I had to stop you because you said he made Detroit's offense elite. Oh, that was him. He he got the ball on the one yard line like fifty times. Or how that's a, how many yards did he have? Was he anywhere near the top of the league in yards? No way. Just touchdowns. He was literally not even at the main back all the time. That's the most misleading. I bet he'll get half as many touchdowns in New Orleans if that that's even. That's my problem. Like, that's my problem. I don't want him to have only half the touchdowns. He had a great line. He's going to a war. The Saints actually have a pretty good line, too, but it's not as good as Detroit's. I mean, it's not horrible. It's solid. Um, but it's not as good as Detroit's. No, come on. No disrespect, but he's not going to be a game changer by any stretch of the game. He's like got a $4 million contract. He's not... They didn't break down the bank for him. I mean, I know he's not a guy that break the bank for. That's why he's a weirdo, Colby. I mean, I love the guy. He, like I said, this is just a personal. He already stole my heart when I wrote him down, when I wrote this weirdos list. Jamal Williams, he's just a weirdo in general, you know? I want to see what he does. You see his interviews. He's just a fun, weird guy. Um, I do agree, though, when you said this earlier, that I think – Michael Thomas probably was the better option here, probably the more logical choice. Um, he slipped my mind, not going to lie, because that's how far off. And he's in an interesting spot. You got Derek Carr now. So I do agree with that one, that you that take that you said earlier. Um. All right. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. No, yeah, I, I Dang, Back to back. I agree. Two times. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta stop doing that. Um, you're good. You're good. 
yeah, no, like the Saints, they could have some real offense if everything goes well. It also could go horribly wrong because they have Dennis Allen. That is the biggest thing that is holding me back from picking the Saints. That's honestly why I like Atlanta, honestly, still in the division, even though the Saints objectively probably have more of what you would trust in a team that's good. I just like Arthur Smith a whole lot more than I like Dennis Allen. I think he's the worst coach in the division. Well, um, Bowles is also not great. But he's certainly not better than Smith or Wright, in my opinion. Yeah, he's got a he's got a he's got a challenge ahead of him, just coaching wise. Dennis Allen, we weren't a, we weren't big fans of him when we started this podcast, so we got to stick to that, right? I'm still not. I no. Yeah. I'm still and not. No, don't worry. I'm, I'm still a bit not. sold. He did not sell me with his seven wins last year. No. Even though he didn't have the best quarterbacks, but no. Who knows what he could have done with a healthy Jameis Winston? Um, well, downgrade a coach to go from Sean Payton to Dennis Allen. <laughs> hey, it's not their fault that John Payton up and retired and then received, received a trade to the Denver Broncos, essentially. So, um, I mean, it's yeah. probably a little bit their fault. <laughs> probably not all their fault, but I'm sure there's probably a reason he didn't want to keep coaching for the Saints. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Oh man, the Broncos—they got a, their whole situation. Sean Payton's put a whole light. We haven't talked about that. That could have been other news, but that oh, also yeah, passed. Like squabble with the Jets, yeah. Well, yeah, we can hit it a little bit later. That's fine. That's another day. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's talking about it a lot. <laughs> That'll be hype. That's a talk for week five, right? That's a yeah, week that's five a segment. Week that's something five. we can bring up in week five. <laughs> I feel like it's been talked out so much. What hasn't been talked about so much, though, I want to go to the team that's right underneath the Saints on my list. All right. Because it just keeps catching my eyes. And I just also wrote it in big letters. It's going to be the Chicago Bears. They technically have two. There's one that steals my heart every season, Colby. You probably know him. So right now I'm going to hit the logical one off the bat. For me, it's going to be Eddie Jackson, the logical one. Eddie Jackson, man, he was an elite safety and for the last couple of years and then he just fell off last season which it happens on defense so but this is a turning big season for the team in general and to have a guy to step in and be that solid piece again for him would be really nice in the form of eddie jackson again because the dude was a monster in the safety position so yeah first one's gonna be eddie jackson because dude gave me nightmares and he would cause problems he will and the second one starnell mooney colby you know I love me some Darnell Mooney action. Dude's elite. This is a big season for your quarterback. You fell off last season. I'm not going to lie because I had you on my fantasy team for a few weeks till I had to bite the bullet and let you go. He got hurt, though. Dude, he got hurt, and he gets open. I am a big Mooney guy, too, man. He I am, too. Great. He is great. He is going to be great. And everyone has pretty much solidified him as a number two receiver now. Oh, well, sir. Um, yeah. DJ Moore is, like, proven number one. Yeah. And I mean, he's better than a lot of people. The best part is a lot of people are saying he's better than Claypool. And yeah, we've seen days where Claypool Let me tell you right now that he is. I can so, as a Steelers fan, he's better than Claypool. <laughs> yeah. So, so my thing for him is make sure you keep it that way. My thing for him is make sure you keep it that way. Um, I, I think he's going to be a great receiver if he helps out for, if he can stay healthy and be there for Justin Fields like he was, like he can be, you know, so. That is the Bears, Cole. You got any uh, other Bears weirdos before we move on? No. Um. Well, I, I don't know. Why is Mooney a weirdo? Like, I just feel like he's good. I think he's just going to be good. He's got to bounce back, man. He had a little, like you said, even though he was injured. Uh, 
Yeah, I know. You got to bounce back. That. They didn't throw for like the first couple games. Um, Get open. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Jackson is a good one. That is the probably the best one of all the three in terms of the actual weirdos list. Yeah, man, I don't know. That is so weird he fell off too because Eberflus is supposed to be a defensive guy. And I do think Eberflus is a good coach. I like Eddie Jackson to bounce back as well. I think he'll – I don't know if he can get back to the top of the league level guy that he was, but I think he'll be like a legit good safety again. Yeah. All right. So let's see if we can get this gear back in place then, Colby. You're saying we we finally got one hit. So let's see if we can get a couple more. Um, we're gonna go didn't even, like the, roast the other ones. Jamal Williams was fun. To the like, no, this was good. Right? Oh, I was over the bouncing court. around. I was over the we're bouncer. We right. keep bouncing around teams here. All right, I'm gonna try <laughs> here with the Commanders. Commanders got a lot of interesting weirdos. All right, I mean, I'm only calling them Commanders right now. I actually should be calling them Football Team because the name is up for debate. Um, let's see here, Colby. You ready? We got Brian Robinson Jr. Chase Young, and of course, Sam Howe. Oh, those are all great. Wow. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., I mean, I still think he can be a good back. He obviously got – he had the horrible incident where he got shot last year and then came back and, you know, carried the ball, was was involved. They have so many – they have an, another back in Gibson. The, the commanders really do have – I mean, Sam Howe has the weapons. The, we'll see more in a second. Um, I'm glad you brought up Sam Howe because he's also involved in my little thing that I have uh, spin off of this. Um, but, yeah, Robinson, I think, will, will be a solid, like, spell back. I like him to have a better second year. I think that will go well. Um, this uh, and Chase Young, I don't know. That one's real weird. That might be the truest weird on the league. There, he's in trade rumors somewhat. I don't know how real that is. I wouldn't trade him yet. I want to at least see him out there. I think Chase Young could have a – if he has a great bounce back year, the Commanders could have a scary defense again easily with all the other pieces they have. Um, yes. I want to believe in Chase Young, but if he's just – he's got to be out there, though, because if he's still not, like, healthy like he was, then you start to feel like, oh, it might never come back. Chase Young, man, was the original person that got us burned by the Commanders in the first place. That's right. Um, he was so good his rookie year. <laughs> yeah, and then we doubled down on it and got burned. Yeah. My thing awesome. for Chase Young, why he's on this list is because when he was on the field last year, it was weird production for him. Like, the team was – the defensive line stepped up as a whole unit, but he wasn't doing much, you know? Like, the, he kind of was out there. He was – but if he was on the field, it was making an impact. So it was kind of weird for him, like you said, just in general for being on the field. I would see him out. I would definitely not trade him as well. Um, I bring up Sam Howe because he's the obvious quarterback that's in the interesting spot, played one game, has a new offensive coordinator. And because of that offensive coordinator, that's why I have Brian Robinson here. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, besides, you know, having Mahomes is also known for having some good use some good schemes for uh, running backs. Oh, so I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be interesting, especially the way Ron Rivera is. He loves this guy. You said it yourself. He bounced back from the gunshot injury. Dude's coming dude has plays power like head down football. He's a power runner. I mean, I want to see him do it one more time and everything and see see him be a legit running back star. That's why he's on this weirdos list. But if I had to choose one, it would obviously be Chase Young. 
Yeah, no, those are all good. I'll, I'll just say on how too. Like, it really is. This is about for a guy who went in the fifth round, and he is also a great weirdo just because he has always been because he was literally going into the year talked about as like a top five pick. It wasn't considered a great quarterback draft, um, but it was supposed to be him and Spencer Rattler. And Spencer Rattler was so bad, he literally got benched. So that took him out of the conversation. He's still playing college football. And Hal lost all the pieces around him, had to run a completely different offense where he's like a running quarterback and had a really bad year and winds up going in the fifth round. So the physical talent is there. He's shorter. He's like, what, 6'1", six 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 I think 6'1". But he's sturdy. He has a big arm. Um, I worry about him like being able to process and play at the NFL level. I mean, but he was good in his one game he played. And it does make you think you always see, I've heard it like during the draft process, his intangibles and stuff were great. I stunned he fell to the fifth round. It was definitely a steal. Whether he thought he should have gone in the first round or not, I don't know. I didn't think he should have probably, but the fifth round, that's way too late with some of the talent that's there. So it, it's, it's funny. It's an interesting situation. And it's all lining up for him. It's about as good a shot as anyone drafted in those mid rounds is going to get with the weapons and the last thing on it that makes me believe in him the most honestly is that they literally came out like right after the season and were basically like no he's the guy like we're not going to try to get anyone else or do anything actually scared of Wentz and we're just going to rock with Sam Howe like really interesting right now but yeah right now it's still Sam Howe number one last I checked yesterday he was still listed as the number one guy so yeah all right, um, we got a couple minutes here left on this first half here of the Zoom. So let's go ahead. We're going to take it to your favorite team in the NFC West, Colby. My favorite team. Yes, your favorite team in the NFC West. It's going to be the 49ers. I mean, um, we've got two people. One of them's a coach and one of them's a player. Okay. Luckily, this one is not as a brutal speech for you for the player because obviously it was going to be Brock Purdy. Um, would like to talk about Brock Purdy because yes, it's the obvious choice as a weirdo. But if I wanted to add a player that wasn't the obvious pick, it'd probably be Debo Samuel. Because me personally, I had my I have my doubts about him. I want to see what he can do with a Brock Purdy in a full season and having a legit quarterback. Yeah. And I don't know, can he actually be a receiver, not a running back hybrid? Um. And the coach is Steve Wilkes. He's coming in. He's filling in as the defensive guy. Defense was their motto. Defense was their theme. They love their defensive coordinator, but up oh, he's in the Houston Texans head coach job. So let's see how Steve Wilkes comes in and redeems himself this time around. Colby, thoughts on your 49ers? They're not my 49ers. I guess I'll say they – I won't say they're my 49ers, but I'm rooting for Brock. I – I want to have been clear about that. He's an Iowa State guy. It's awesome that he's, like, going to be the guy, it looks like. Like, even though Trey Lance is kind of an ultimate weirdo, too, but it looks like they're just giving up on him. Um, So I'm pretty optimistic about Brock. And Steve Wilkes, I think, is a great spot. I still think he's a good coach, smart mind. He's got a lot of toys to play with. All right, yeah. So, you know, I, I have some optimism for for both Brock and Steve, especially. I mean, I'm very excited to see Brock party year two. I mean, he is the greatest quarterback in Iowa State football history. That is undisputed. There's no one else really close. 
that I'm aware of. Senequalis is probably the second best one, I guess, just because he at least made it to the NFL, but he didn't accomplish nearly what Brock did at Iowa State. So I'm rooting for him, man. I thought he was going to be a pretty early draft pick going into his senior year, and his senior year was like the worst of all of them. It was a four-year starter. Not hurt him. <laughs> he was the last pick, but now look at him. Hey man, yeah, you guys got as of late. We get, I I want to talk about it when we get to the rookie segment because as of late, I was uh, I was say it's been on their game. Oh yeah, no, they have they do have a they have a great coach. They have probably the best coach they've ever had, but they still suck last year without Brock. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what we'll get to that here in a minute though. They've been they still been turning some people. Um, we're gonna switch it up years as a starter. Yeah. Yep. He did. All right, we're going to switch it up here. Um, we got, we're going to go ahead, same list still, but we're just going to talk about, we're going to just see who is, who's weirder. Okay. Cause most of these guys, most of these teams I got have multiple players and we can speed through it a little bit faster. Um, you ready? Yeah. Best team to start off is going to probably be America's team. If people are still calling them that, it's going to be the Cowboys. I got Leighton Vander Esch, Stefan Gilmore. Coming in as our weirdos. Who are your two wow. weird? Which one is weirder, Colby? Man, that is a great one, Jalen. You you were really on with this. Okay. Yeah, I knew this was. I feel like this was the perfect way to switch it up on this team. I'll say Vanderash, just because the Cowboys have just had so many different linebackers over the years, and I feel like it's always kind of weird how they cycle through them and stuff just happens. And he was looking like he was going to be. His first couple years, like this great high-level player, and then the injuries, and now he's fallen off. So I'll say Van Der Esch. Gilmore, I think, like, I do think he's still a solid corner, but I do think people are overrating him a little bit how good he is at this age. He's not what he once was, but he's still a solid corner. Yeah. For me, I'm also going to go late in Van Der Esch, but Stephon Gilmore's case just got a whole lot more interesting this past week when uh, Trayvon got the bag. I mean, that obviously bring in Gilmore for the veteran presence. Obviously, this isn't about the money. Um, but with Trayvon also running his mouth and everything, making training camp more interesting and putting a little spotlight on the Cowboys. It's a much needed spotlight because they don't have Skip this offseason. Um, oh, yeah. That I don't know if you noticed that. Like, it's been a really quiet one for the Cowboys without Skip Bayless just trying yeah, to make it. Yeah, moves. everyone else is having to do the, do the Cowboys hype. It's not the same. Yeah, have you noticed that? That's that's just me. Yeah, I, he I don't know. Have a partner. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, we'll see who it is here in the next couple of months. Yeah, weeks actually. Yeah, we'll see next week, next month. Um. All right, next team to choose between. This one might be a little one-sided affair here, but it's going to be Noah Fant and Kenneth Walker the third over in Seattle. Which one is the weirder situation? Oh, that's a good one. Um. I mean, Noah Fant, he's not as good as I thought it would be. I think he is what he is at this point. He's still, like, an interesting, decent tight end. That's another good one. I'll say Kenneth Walker just because he's already oh. hurt and he was hurt last year, and they drafted another running back to add cycle, and they always add running backs. He's a great player. But he's already banged up, and they're not helping the running backs with their getting paid argument over there in Seattle with their two promising young backs, um, and they're already being banged up. I like Kenneth Walker a lot but he's got to stay healthy. So I'll say Kenneth Walker. I was going to say, I thought you were going to go turn to Noah Fant. Um, it's a good, a good one too. 
Yeah, I, I like Kenneth Walker. Uh, yes, they did draft the running backs. That does make this whole, especially with the running back situation right now, it's very, very interesting. Um, but for me, Noah Fant, man, you, you've had all this success. Well, not even that much success, but you were a decent player. You know, you were someone to highlight. You were not even a highlight. I don't even know how to really describe you. A solid, yeah, solid dude here in Denver when you were just getting started out. And then go to Seattle. Wasn't he injured for half for most of the season? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So I just would like to see some more of Noah Fant and see what he really is. He's just so vague, so weird you know like i would like can he pop off can he can you be one of those classic you know how gino smith can gino smith make him a weapon turn him into a weapon that's that's the real question here um all right going on to the next team we got the philadelphia eagles colby in this one let's see i wrote a note on here all right so it's either deandre swift or, and it's a situation, it looks like. And I'm talking about their defense, I want to say. Yes, I want to talk. I think this is their defense and how it's a 7-4 split between young and old players. And as a 7-4 split, I mean, it's literally like they're their first or second year players or they're just super old veterans running over there in, this, in, the, in the Eagles defense. Which one is the weirder situation? to me again give it to me again cut out for a sec yeah it's deandre swift ah. and the defense pretty much philadelphia's defense oh situation. the whole defense okay yes because they also lost their coordinator you never know x and knows yeah. how important that can be i mean there are a lot of pieces there i mean i still think their defense is good so i'll say swift he's a unique situation because he is such a unique he's a unique talent when he's out there he's been banged up he kind of had showed promise in Detroit, and then it kind of fizzled out there at the end. So I'll say Swift. Yeah, I'm going to go with Swift as well. I wish I knew what I was talking about for that other one, to be honest. With okay. you. I don't know what that <laughs> note was going on about. That's no, all right. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Um, we're going to go take it to the team that you just mentioned, actually. I'm just going straight down the list, and the team that, was, that you just mentioned was the Lions. The cool. Lions have – a couple situate one player one situation again that I think turns into these notes man I have to have to read the read the room sometimes um you got Jameson Williams the guy that I always like to poke fun at um I think he's an obvious situation situation weirdo but it's going to be the DBs for the Lions as well picking oh, up a Cam yeah. Gardner Johnson so what are your thoughts on that the Lions which is once again, Jamison Williams and their DBs, because I looked at the numbers and I do remember this stat now. Their DBs weren't great, but their front seven is just so electric. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, man. Williams is the obvious pick, but I mean, I still think he's going to be good when he comes back. So I'll, even though as weird as his situation is, I'll say the DBs because they got some new ones. Obviously, Cam Sutton and uh, the guy from the Niners, Mosley, who they got. They got chauncey Gardner johnson um and they drafted brian branch who i love i thought they could have taken brian branch at 12 when they picked their running back and they got him in the second round so what do i know about drafting but that's besides the point but yeah it's all new because their secondary was horrific last year feels bad they had to give up on okuda um 
man, that really stings for the Lions because you can't even kill him too much for that Okuda whiff because almost everyone thought Okuda was going to be like this awesome corner. Like people will maybe clown him and go revisionist history on it now, but there wasn't everyone had him as like a top five player in that draft. No one really thought it was, I mean, unless you're just saying they should have picked the quarterback. No one really thought it was crazy to pick Okuda three. And then he just got hurt and it just did not pan out. He was just not at all live up to the hype. It was a solid corner coming out of Ohio State, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, and the fact that he landed in Michigan in a Big Ten, you know, region, it's it was a it was a there was the hype was supposed to be justified, but it did not. All right. Going to the team that deserves more hype though. It's gonna be the Minnesota Vikings, Colby. We've got a three person decision here. Are you ready? I'm ready. One coach, two players. We got Brian Flores, KJ Osborne, and Hitman Harrison Smith. Which one is in the weirder situation? I already have my answer. That's a good one. I'll say Harrison Smith, actually. Just because all the other old guy, a lot of most of the other old guys, other than Daniel Hunter. The other older guys on the defense are all kind of getting cut and washed out, and they're really doing a whole start over. He's still there holding strong, long-time great. Um, Flores, I think, maybe it's weird, but he just – for the year he was a legitimately pretty good head coach. He just had the some issues behind the scenes that there was people not getting along. But he's a defensive coordinator. I think he's great to start out. I think he's going to have total control because O'Connell's an offensive guy, and – I don't think they're going to be great this year, but it's a tear down. They're starting over on it. So I don't think it's really that weird for him. Osborne's interesting too, but I would say Smith. It's Osborne. That was the easy one for me. Um, He just came out of, you know, he just popped up out of nowhere. He's been there for a couple of seasons. And then last season, he finally took that step up. And now we actually moved off of Thielen because of how well he played. And we drafted a guy, so we're really, really putting some trust into this guy, K.J. Osborne. I just hope that he doesn't fall off the earth, you know, like he did in his first season there. I hope he stays on the top three half, top three part of our roster for wide receivers. Because, um, yeah, you know O'Connell, man. He'll probably find – he can probably make anybody turn into a top three receiver in that offense. So, who knows? Um. All right. Moving on, we get to take actually a nice little jump down the list. Uh, we're going to go to the team that eliminated my team, however, sadly, thanks to how things panned out on this list. And I'm going to change the optimism of my tone here. It's going to be the New York Giants. Um, got Leonard Williams and Darius Slayton. Which one is weirder? Ah, that's a good one. I'll say Leonard Williams because it's kind of like the rest of their defensive front is kind of monstrous. Um, Slayton, like he's going to get reps. They have Jalen Hyatt, who's now reportedly coming on a little bit in camp, the rookie from Tennessee. So they hope he can be out there and be a playmaker. I'm sure he'll get plenty of reps and play times. We need multiple receivers, obviously. Um, I'll say Williams just because he's got Dexter Lawrence and Thibodeau, who are both young monsters, uh, playing right beside him. And there's it's a pretty solid defense overall. It's not a, like an elite defense, but it's pretty good overall, pretty good in the front. If he moves up to his end of the bargain, his height, they can be really a, one of the best D-lines in the league, and they were one of the better ones last year. But 
he has it doesn't always live up to what he can be. So I'll say Williams. Yeah, doesn't live up to the hype at moments. Um, Mookie, he pretty much stayed in New York though. That was the, that was the main reason why I kept him on this <laughs> list because I remember that he literally just switched colors, switched uniforms. You know, he doesn't have to move. Uh, for me though, I'm gonna go ahead and take Darius Slayton. Um, they got Darren just because then I get to talk about Darren Waller. Um, if I if Darius Slayton, man, I, I would love to see him come back to the face of the earth because Darren Waller, he's coming into town. I know he's coming off of injury. Um, when he comes in, he's gonna, I feel like he's gonna be a solid, reliable piece for Daniel Jones. So, my thing is, can Darius Slayton get his name back out there and can he keep doing what he was doing and not be? getting outshone by what was it like Richie Eddie Richie or something. I don't even know what that written other wide receiver was, but Hey, he was cooking up my defense. I should know the name. Um, all right. Ready to move on. Oh yeah. I was about to say, I'll take the silence as a yes. Um, I'm going with the Panthers here, Colby. You were waiting for them and I have them queued up. We got three players here. Because it looks like I couldn't decide between two. We got Chubba Hubbard, JC Horn, and Brian Burns. Oh, those are good. It's Chuba Hubbard, by the way. Um but, Sorry, I like to call him Chubba. That's okay. That is that is funny. Oh man, that's a good one. Hubbard, like he obviously got more carries once they dealt McCaffrey. Um, I'll say Horn, definitely, because he was like an awesome corner prospect. He was awesome before he got hurt as a rookie. Yeah. But didn't really um, have the best year, not come off the greatest year. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can be. If he's a high-level corner, I mean, like you had the Panthers as a top-of-the-league defense, I think they'll be very good. I don't know if they'll be in the top three. But, um, yeah, if he can be that high-level corner, they will be an elite defense. So I'll say him because he's high upside. They picked him high. But – and he also went – um, then you go, who then you go one pick before? Oh, it's gonna bug me now. One, one pick before someone who's been really good, another corner who's been better than he has to this point. Oh, that's gonna bug me. All right, stand by, I'll find that. <laughs> find that. Well, I'll discuss what I was gonna pick. My choice was gonna be Brian Burns. He's in a spot where he's the defensive captain in my eyes. You got the young quarterback on the offensive side. He's supposed to be their captain here in the next few for the next few seasons at least. Can you, Brian Burns, come out there and cement yourself and stick with this Panthers team and be their identity, be their Spider-Man and everything? You got these young rookies coming out here trying to steal your celebrations. Come out there week one and just light it up, couple sacks, you know, put your get a couple of those get those web slingers out. Um I would love Brian Burns had a solid, a great season last season. I would oh, just yeah. love to see another one. Um, the reason why he's on this weirdo situation list, honestly, is just because, like you said, I have high expectations for these uh, Panthers defense after they did not live up to him last season. On honesty, they kept it up, but like you said, they had a battle through injury and bounce back injuries. So. I just uh, I really hope that these guys turn it around. And the reason why J.C. Horn and Brian Burns actually share this tag, it was Chuba Hubbard had his own tag. J.C. and Brian were they were split. Those were the splits there. Um, I would like to see J.C. bounce back though too. Now don't get it twisted, folks. Um, 
All right. Did you find it yet, Cole? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I found it a while ago. I was, just, I let, it was letting you finish. No, that's a fair Wait, who, who was it? Bounce back. Oh, yeah. I, I was right. So, yeah. J.C. Horn was the eighth pick. Very next pick, Pat Sertain, arguably the best player in the league. So, hopefully, J.C. Horn can get back out there and get back to being at a high level. That Dang, yeah. That is a tough comparison to be by, especially. Corner in the league, right about one pick later. <laughs> Ooh. All right, so we're going to almost finish up. We're halfway through the NFC South, at least. We're going to go ahead and knock another team off. Team that we like to talk about a little bit this season. It's going to be the Falcons. Colby, we got Jesse Bates the third, Kyle Pitts, and, of course, our boy, Desmond Ritter. Ooh. Which one is in the weirder situation this season? Kyle Pitts, definitely, because they didn't throw to him and didn't use him so much last year, despite him being, like, the best tight end prospect to come out in, like, maybe, what, a decade or something? Um, and being, like, uniquely tough to guard, special offensive talent. They just want to run and for some reason didn't use him. Maybe it's QB limitations. Hopefully they can open it up, let Ritter cook a little bit this year. Ritter, I mean, just depends if he's good. I mean, it's he's got stuff there around him. They have a pretty solid line for a team that's been rebuilding. He has real weapons. Like, it's just a matter of is he good or not. Um, so I, I would say Pitts, definitely. Fell for my trap, Colby. Fell for my trap. Yeah. It's Jesse Bates the third, man. It has Why? to be. This dude, dude's, dude's go, dude has to go to Falcons and everything. You know that. Go you to know the that Falcons. You know why the went to the Falcons? We need to get Christian on the call real quick. And you know that dude's coming from Cornball University up in Cincinnati. Okay. I mean, he did That's, not live up. He did not live up to had, the hype at the end. He had to go to the Falcons. He did not have to go there. He went there. They didn't bring him back. An absurd bag. They, that is not true. The Bengals absolutely wanted him back. They just could not afford to pay him with all the other people they have to pay, and the Falcons could, and they gave him a bag. He was still a great safety. And that's the thing. About he's got the he bag. Because he deserves it. He's an electric player. And the we'll Falcons see, Cole. I, I have my doubts on Jesse Bates, man. I have okay. my doubts. Well, he's not weird. He's supposed to be the lead guy there, though. Like you said, they he gave is. him the bag. Now he, he has to be. great in Cincinnati. He's I haven't even played yet. He's one of the top five safeties in the league easily. I don't know about that. That's a, that's who, a stat. Who's, better than, who's better than him? Minka, obviously. Who else? I mean, oh my goodness. You're throwing your boy Minka up there. I'll throw my boy Harrison Smith up there. Oh. All reliable. Harrison Smith is obviously a great player all time, but he's not better than Jesse Bates at this point. Well, I don't know that. We have, they haven't played yet, have they? I, I know that. That I think we got. I know for a fact that Jesse Bates at its peak was better. Harrison Smith was one of the best safeties of our lifetime. I'm not disrespecting him. I'm just saying he's getting up there. He still has something in the engine. That's why we resigned him. Jesse Bates is great. We'll see, Cole. We'll see. I'm just saying this is why he's on this list. Because I think he has a. He's. I think he just played us. I think he just played the (laughs) Atlanta Falcons. I think it's going to be a a liability. All right. We'll see. It's going to be Desmond's going to have to get a, put a little, he's going to have to learn how to carry a little extra weight because of Jesse Bates. That's what I'm going to be afraid of. I am fired. You see up. how those Cincinnati DBs were playing, man. In the playoffs, they were biting on everything. I am getting... ready for the Desmond with a wagon. I'm very excited. I'm going to have the Falcons certainly on my screen the first couple weeks, at least as much as I can. 
Oh, we have to. The wagon ha- the wagon will be off and running. At He's got point. much better stuff around him than the last guy the wagon was riding for, whoever that was. <laughs> oh. Disrespect. No, come on. You can't yeah, disrespect Nelson. No, I love him. I, I still think he could have been good if things went different. <laughs> Dude, if Mills had a chance to be – well, he did have a chance. No, he had a chance. Wowed by him. Yes. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. That's the AFC. Stop trying to get us to talk about the okay. AFC when we're talking I'm about ready. the NFC. Hey, today, I got a man. whole NFC segment for you after this. So, Oh, I can't wait. All right, so we got four teams left here in the NFC, Colby. We got your favorite team up in the NFC North. The Green Bay Packers. And this time, it's actually not going to have Jordan Love. I was creative on this one. Okay. I don't mind. I have a note right here. Don't mind Christian Watson. We believe in him. I do know he's legit. There you go. There's your little respect there. Okay. And the other note was, and this is going to start off our list. There's three categories, Colby. We got Romeo Dobbs. Okay. The running backs. And DBs, not including Jair Alexander. Wow. Those are all good. Um, Man, I'll say... I'm not going to say the running backs, just because they're just good. They have Aaron Jones, who's good, and they have A.J. Dillon, who's also good. So that seems like a good problem to have. They still have a pretty good line. Um... The TVs besides Jair is a good one because there's definitely some questions on the back end, but they've drafted some guys as of in the last few years that you hope can pan out. I'll say Romeo, just because can he be like a legit number two receiver in his second year with Jordan Love? I'm sure he's got more of a rapport with Love than he did with Rodgers. That's almost certain. So, And he's got other weapons coming in. The tight end they picked, that's why I got a little bit upset when Gabe tried to tell me the Packers didn't get any better in the group chat. Because if you're taking out quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, was not very good last year. Um, They added weapons. They added a receiver in the draft. They got Luke Musgrave tight end in the second round, who's going to be sick. I'm just telling you now, he was an awesome prospect. He's going to be a dog. So they got weapons now. Jordan... Uh, so Dobbs, the pressure's on though. He's like got said, I think he will. I'll say Dobbs. Dobbs is a solid choice, Cole. Mine is going to be on the opposite side of them. It's going to be the DBs. I put the running backs on this list because they are obviously going to be Jordan Love's cushion. They are going to be his saving grace. They're they are if they do amazing, it's just an amazing side effect that they can have to help out the the drive or whatever they have going on at the moment, you know, because like you said, they're a great piece, you know, but for me is, can they handle that extra pressure and everything? Um, Cause I feel like you're not going to have Rogers there to help, you know, throw it out 30 yards and get the passing interference, but we'll see what love can do. But um, I do agree with this though. Running backs are not as much of a, of a worry or weird situation compared to Dobbs or the DBs, not including Jair, because even though there was a clip of Jair getting mossed and everything by either, I think it was Dobbs or Watson, one of the two receivers um, and everything is, I looked at the Packer and this is the one time where Packers feed comes on my, on my and everything on my line. And I see, you know, the com- I read the comments and they're just like, great catch, but 
come on Jair and that's that was the theme you know it was just come on Jair like it was a great catch but come on man so for me I'm not going to put the pressure on Jair because I know what the dude can do I mean one day he's hot but when he's on that dude's fucking on um it's going to be for me though it's gonna be the rest of the DBs for sure I am for sure going to say it's gonna be the rest of the DBs um because yeah an offense can only go so so can only do so much, man. A, a young quarterback can only do so much if the defense is letting everything over the top. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with DBs, not named Jair. Well, that's a good one. Um, uh, no, I, I, that he made some very fair points there. there. There's gonna be a lot of pressure on those dudes on the back end. Word. All right, we're gonna go ahead and knock out this default one because. This mitt list again, folks, was made a month ago, and sadly, Cooper Cup did tweak his hand, like pull his hamstring or something like that. I'm pretty sure he sustained an injury this past week. Um, so this default vote will go to pretty much Ben Skoranek. Uh, dude fell off the face of the earth, but he actually played last season. So can he be relevant this season? That was pretty much where I was going because you have. These two receivers, one is a superstar that everyone loves to talk about. I would love to talk about a bounce back season, but now we got to wait a little bit longer. And then Ben Skronik, who, you know, was trying to get his footing in, but it was just a terrible season last season in general. So thoughts, Colby, you got any Rams weirdos? They lost Jalen Ramsey. I'm not putting Aaron Donald on this list. I I forbid it. Yeah, <laughs> smart. No, um, that's a good one. I'll say Skoranek, like, yeah, you said, Cup's tweets, he's banged up. So there's going to be pressure on the other receivers. I think Cup will be back probably before too long. And I do think he could still have a really nice bounce back here. I think he probably will. He's still a great player. I mean, I watched him just torch the league for all year. No one could stop it all year. So I'll I'll say I'll say um, Skoranek, because the Rams do need some of these young receivers now that they've added over the last few years to step up if they're actually going to be viable, which is going to be tough for them. We'll see how they end up. Would this be the spot where you would put um, Matthew Stafford, Colby? What about Stafford? Would he be on this list? He certainly could be. With his you think age. so? No, I was thinking about it just now. You know, that's why. Just because of the age and injuries, yeah. The injury concerns yeah. is a major thing. It is. All right, we got two teams left. We're going to wrap up the NFC West here, and we're going to go with the Cardinals, a team that we can could sweep under the rug, but why not emphasize some players here? Because <laughs> guess what, Colby? Buda Baker still hasn't been traded, even though he requested it. He's still there. Um, Rondale Moore is still there. So is Zach Ertz. Um, who's just the weirder situation there from all those three? You muted okay. yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good one, too. Rondell Moore, man. I just think, I don't know if Rondell Moore, how good he's going to be, really. I'll say Ertz. He's old. He's so great at his peak in Philly. And it was part of that one nice year for the Cards, but obviously this year's a disaster. This year's going to probably be a disaster. And it feels bad for, for Zach Ertz, um, especially with what the Eagles are now. So I'll say, Earth, yeah. can, can he still be productive at this stage of his career, or is, is he going to just kind of start falling off on this bad team in the desert? 
Can he take the passes from Colt McCoy out in the desert? Um, I'm going to take Buda Baker just because he's still on the team for some reason and they haven't traded him. So, yeah, I'm going to take the guy that's going to be upset to be there or probably won't even play. And he's a yeah, great that's player. Probably, that's probably a better answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad yeah, you gave me that one. That was a toss-up. You gave me that one. Um, all right. And last but definitely not least – the team that is probably the weirdest of them all. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Colby. Oh. They got. And I got three players here. Two on the defense, one on offense, which is the obvious one. But the defense one is probably going to be the part where you're going to be debating the hardest on. Mm-hmm. We got Antone Winfield Jr., Devin White, and of course, the one and only Baker Mayfield. Colby, who is in the weirder spot this season? Uh, Devin White, there's been the trade buzz. He wants a huge bag. He's an elite linebacker. This team's going to be terrible. Could he potentially get moved? I'll say White. Winfield Jr., I mean, who knows what's going to happen with him. Baker is what he is at this point. We'll get to him in my little segment here. Um, that We're hitting the time going soon, so we may have to uh, wrap after this other segment. But, um, yeah, man, uh, I'll say White. That's a good one, though. This is our, the Bucks are in a tough spot. They're going to be interesting, maybe. Probably not. Yes, besides the obvious one, Baker, I'm also saying Devin White. The dude was a, is a monster. Still is. Winfield Jr., he was talking so much talk, man, when they made that Super Bowl run. And now look where you're at. Start, you're struggling, man. You're struggling. I would have loved to say I want to see you bounce back but after you talk so much, man, during your rookie year. You were so unproven, and yet you still got your ring. So... Hats off to you, buddy, but I want to see Devin White be in a better spot as well. So I'm going to say he's in the weirder spot because I don't think he's going to be a buck for long either. I mean, he probably wants to be, but who knows? But that, folks, is the NFL weirdos list finally wrapping up. This is the NFC side, a project that was a month in the books. Colby, this was a good list, man. It was the AFC probably definitely. Had, I think the AFC was a fun, a fun one for us as well. Looking back at it, we had some good ones. Just to recap, some uh, some big hitters from last time that I took note for us. We got a uh, Dawson Knox, um, J.C. Jackson, Elijah Moore, uh, the Patriots trades of Hunter Henry and Kendrick Bourne. Uh, let's see, Javante Williams versus Dolich. That was a fun one. And good. then, of course, this one, this one panned out really well for you, Colby. Jonathan Taylor. You picked that oh, one yeah. as a weirdest situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, said didn't, Jack even, I didn't even know. Uh, that was before that all that even happened. That's right. Yeah. Great demand. So you hit a home run on that one. And Mitchie, actually, Mitchie Woods. Mitchie's popping off right now. Mitchie's, uh, Mitchie, yeah, the th- Mitchie Jones the third is popping off. So, yeah. Texans have some interesting offensive weapons. But uh, that is the list, Cole. I'm really, what do we got for our next one here for us? What do you got? Great weirdos list. Yeah, no, that was fun. I, I enjoyed that. That was a solid segment. Okay, yeah, so we'll, we'll finish with this. This is a, a spinoff of your weirdos list. I knew we were doing the NFC weirdos list. So I prepared a little interactive game. We can kind of just do a little exercise here. I sort of have... It's kind of a ranking tiers, but also sort of a game. So I'm just going to share my screen with you and show it to you here. Um, this is the NFC 
spinoff of the NFC Weirdos list. It's the NFC QB quandary. So I got a little tears here. It's got all the NFC quarterbacks. The uniforms aren't all completely updated, but that's okay. AFC guys not on this list. 16 guys projected to be the week one starters, the guys for their teams this year. So this is not about their tiers and their rankings. It's all about this fourth tier you see here. These are the QB quadra guys. This is who the segment about is about. These other guys are just, these tiers are here for reference and for the game. So quickly, we'll just power through this list right here. Unless you, do you have any questions, you need to stop me at this point or... Uh... <laughs> nah, yeah, this is pretty straightforward. I gotcha. All right. So not disrespecting your guy, Baker, but he's all by himself for the moment. In this scouting college guys tier at the bottom, the Bucks are thinking about the quarterbacks in this draft. Let's be real here. Um, he's – I'm not saying he's going to be the 16th quarterback in the NFC, but he's certainly 16th in terms of hope that he's the guy. <laughs> so that's what I'll say all about that. Um, all right. So the QB quandary guys, we're going to group them, project them, and talk about what we think for each of these guys in a little bit. It is – and they all, my thing was the reason Gino, even though he's these other mystery guys aren't in here, it's yeah, you have to be young, young guy, still ascending quarterback. And the theme of this is because of the QB discrepancy that everyone always, including us, talks about so much of the NFL, where all the top star quarterbacks are in the AFC. So I want to talk about kind of which of these guys have the best chance to become star, really good and potentially stars, uh, and maybe give the NFC some develop into the next top tier NFC quarterbacks. So it's Justin Fields, Sam Howe, Daniel Jones, even though he's the $40 million man, they can get out of it after two years if it goes horribly wrong. And he's still, to me, not fully proven. Jordan Love, of course, I'm sure that'll be a fun discourse. Uh, our guy, my guy, Brock Purdy. Our guy, the wagon, Desmond Ritter. Bryce Young, number one pick in the draft rookie as well. I threw him in here. It's all the NFC guys. And then these tiers for reference above him. This is just the question tier. Um, we're going to, as we, whenever we move these other guys into a tier, this one's, you're not putting anyone here. It's Kyler and Gino. Kyler's hurt slash weird and uh, just everything around him. And Gino, obviously, as we've said, can do we need to, we need to see it again. Like that was such a crazy thing. Could it happen again? <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. I'm following you. Yeah. And then at the top, obviously, these are the best quarterbacks in the NFC. This tier is another massive one. It's star adjacent to fine. That's how you describe all these guys on any given Sunday. They're good. They're above average, I would say. And they're they're fine. Sometimes they can even be star adjacent. Pretty good. Stafford, who could have been in the star tier if it weren't for the agent injury concerns. Goff, who's been underrated and was terrific last year. Dak, obviously. Kirk Cousins, obviously, he and Dak are in the same tier, and Derek Carr. Uh, and then the only, in my opinion right now, star quarterback that you can truly say is a star quarterback in the NFC is, of course, Mr. Jalen Hurts, fresh off his incredible Super Bowl performance, even though they lost, and his dominant season. So that is the tiers for reference as we get into these QB quandary guys. Have any objections with the point of reference? I mean, I feel like Derek Carr has to be a question mark, man. We don't know uh, how he's going to he look in the Saints. The question, not nah, he's not a question to the level of Kyler and Gino. He's at least been a what? solid, like above average, 
quarterback. Dude hasn't won a playoff game. Yeah, but he's at least been like an above average performing quarterback in the regular season. This team so has they. What? So has so were they? Yeah, but Gino, but they're like extreme questions because Kyler has injured coming off he's small coming off a bad injury and he doesn't like to study film and the team doesn't really appear to like him that much. And Gino is obviously the biggest question ever because he was all um, not even a great backup for like ten years. And then he just had an awesome year as the starter in Seattle, and I need to see him replicate. So these guys are there because they're like mega questions. Derek Carr is kind of what he is. Yeah, he doesn't want a playoff game, but like he can. Yeah, because he's a question. In contention for the playoff, he's not the. He doesn't have the same type of question, I guess, and it's not as intense as those guys. Okay, no, I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. All right, so we only got a minute here, but I did send, send another link. Um, so I guess we'll just start. We don't have to go in any particular order because I also kind Let's of go with an easy one. So, well, yeah, I want to work through them. I was also thinking as we go, like I would rank them one through seven based on not where we're going to put them, but just based on star potential, like who has the most potential to become like a legit star quarterback. Yeah. All right, so who do you want to start with here? I would, if we're starting from the top, I mean, I think Fields has the highest upside. I think most people would agree with that. But I disagree. There are questions. You disagree? Okay. Yes, easily disagreed. Yes. Okay. Who do you think has the highest upside of that group then? I like this. It would probably be at the moment the guys that we've seen the least of, but also the guys that have the highest expectations, which would be Brock Purdy and Bryce Young. I mean, yeah, Bryce Young. So. Those are the those would be my two. Right, that's an interesting point you make there. I, I mean, I disagree. As much as I love Purdy, I still think Fields has more upside than him. Um, if Bryce Young is very fair, I would probably put Bryce Young. At, what about him at two on my star meter? Star the star chance. To be fair to Bryce Young, if he wasn't so small, if he was like six three, he'd be talked about like Trevor Lawrence and Andrew Luck because that's how good he was. I mean. He certainly was the best at playing quarterback of all the prospects. He's just so small, but his processing is insane. He's accurate. He's a great arm for his size. He moves well. I mean, he is an awesome quarterback. He's just tight. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll get to them all in the breakdown, but uh, at the moment, those would be the two that I would have at least contending for him. Um, can I get the list real quick? Yeah. So oh, I can get sorry. I to, yeah, yeah. Let me share the screen again. So, all right, so here's what – so how I'm thinking we group these guys is we're going to project here, these seven, where they end up. So they all got to be out of this tier and into the others. You can't move them into the questions because we're looking for answers here. Yes, I understand that. Taking his way. But the rule is, to to be fair, because even though, you know, I, you want to be – I want to be positive for all these guys. I think they all have at least some potential in various ways. So I'll say you can put one to two in star. There's seven of them. You can put one to two, we can put one to two in star, two to three in star adjacent, and two to three in scouting college guys. So just that are just not going to work. Two to three that's just going to bomb. So minimum of two in that one and the star adjacent to fine, and one to two in the star, and we'll figure okay. it out. So out of all those. I mean, Daniel Jones did already get paid. 
I feel like he is going to be star adjacent to five. I think he'll probably improve a little bit again as a thrower. He's mobile. He offers you stuff. I need to see him continue to improve as a passer, but just because of day ball, I don't know that he'll ever be truly a star, but I think he can be very productive. I think, yeah, he's going to be one of those guys that are going to always have like a Tannehill tag to him, you know, like he's always just going to be a product of the coach type deal. So you would agree with um, me there? Yeah. It says if we can't put anyone in the question marks, and I feel like Daniel Jones would be a great candidate to be in the question mark, by the way. Um, had a because, you know, that's just how he is. But I do yeah. understand we got to get answers. And he is he will be fine to star adjacent. Yeah. I don't see him ever being like putting up 400 yards, you know, or 300 yard, 300 yards and 100 yards rushing on the get. And like, I don't see him doing that. So no. Okay. All right. That's a good one. I do think he has, he would be pretty ha- on the top half of the upside rankings of these guys totaled up. Probably be three or four on that. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. Lower. Okay. Man, this is tough because I want to believe in all of this little row right here. Um, so you don't have, you're not super high on fields, actually. I can't be. No, I, sir. Because, uh, to be honest with you, when you're six and 21, as a career starter, it's not really uh not really enticing to put him as a star, you know. I've seen I think yeah. we've seen a lot of what he can do. <laughs> yes, he hasn't had weapons, Colby, but at this point, this is his last shot. Like almost it almost feels like he has only almost a last shot, and everyone's thinking that he can do it. Um I have my hesitations on that. I know you're gonna be saying that he should at least be star adjacent to fine. But for me, just because of his track record right now and the way how aggressive the Bears have been of of recent, if they have another stink year, they'll be easily scouting college guys. Wow. See, I like Fields a lot. I just think his upside is so special and some of the things he does are so special. But you are right. I mean, he has pocket accuracy concerns. He's got to improve a lot. He does have better pieces around him. We might have to come back to that because I don't know if I can put him in scouting college guys. All right, well, then it, it seems like the one we would most agree that could act, has the best chance of being a star, if not Fields, then would be Bryce Young. So should we just go ahead and make him our at least our one guy in the star category? I was going to say Brock, man. Think, I wanted Brock yeah, to be our the, star. I like Brock a lot. I mean, I would put Brock in, in the star adjacent to fine, probably. Bryce Young, I think, does have more upside, if we're being fair. I, His upside. Only... Go ahead, Cole. You got it. I mean, I just think Bryce Young was like, he's the number one overall pick for a reason. I feel like he's probably going to be pretty good in Carolina. The size does worry me. That's the only drawback. But as long as he can stay upright, I think he's going to be really good. Because I do think he's a better, like, two is the other small guy that has injuries, but I do think he's a better prospect and a better quarterback than Tua, like he's going to be. So I think he can be really good then. My argument for Brock being a star is, you know, just the comparisons that he had when he was playing. Um, people were automatically not even giving them the Tom Brady tag, but they were giving him the Kurt Warner tag, you know, a gunslinger aspect and the guy that came in as a late round pick and one of the, you know, bottom one of the last picks of the draft. And here he is now. It's a great story. It's an easy way for him to be a star in the league and everything. I feel like he has the easiest path to become a star out of all these guys besides probably Bryce Young because he is the number one pick. Um, 
But Barack has the other. He literally has the other side of the coin where it is that one in a million that we've seen where Kurt Warner and Tom Brady, where they come on either undrafted or late round pick just succeeding very well. And the NFL eats that shit up. So (laughs) for me, and I do too, I'm not going to lie. That's what made me fall in love with Brock. And it's going to be my love hate relationship whenever I have to play the 49ers. He's going to have to see little Brock because Brock is the same. He's a little bit bigger than you know Bryce Young he's not like he's not like he's a, st- a statue of a man like uh Josh <laughs> Allen is yeah, I mean he's, he's a little smaller but he's bigger yeah, than <laughs> yeah he's just a little bigger so for me they're pretty much the same poise um Brock has the also at the moment he has the guarantee of the coach right now as well and Shanahan to give him that early success um no offense to blanking on his coaching name Frank Wright right um I think it's good. So, yeah, I think he's going to be a great coach, too. I'm excited to see. Don't get me wrong. I have the Panthers high on my pyramid. So I'm excited to see what they can do. But when it comes to the 49ers, man, and the Brock Purdy just strikes fear into my heart. Like he could like I personally feel like he could be. There's a reason why I made fun of you about it, because personally, I feel like he could be a, a franchise guy. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I think he can be a franchise guy with what he showed. I mean, more than well, for me, I mean, a franchise guy like he for the 49ers, a franchise guy is like he's going to bring you a Super Bowl. You know, a thousand impassioned speech, and you do make a good case. He does have all the pieces around him to be awesome, and I think he's going to improve in year two. So, you know what? I'll give it to you. We'll put him as the star. Bryce Young has an argument to be up there, too, um, but we can put him in star adjacent to fine, unless you want to make a star. I mean, if we can ever break down that star adjacent to fine category, I feel like he can definitely be star adjacent at the moment because the book's yeah, not out on him. That. I would have yeah. no problem putting him in star. Okay. You're like he definitely has a shot more. He's way better than fine right now. Let's say that. I think he's going to be better than fine. I think he will definitely be star adjacent. All right. I like that. Okay. So there's four guys left. We got to put at least two in the bottom and then. The other two, we can put in either Star, Jason, or Star. Star, Jason, to find or Star. So it's Fields, Hal, Love, and Ritter. So I feel like it comes down to, let's, let's just go two questions here. All right, the two guys in your division. You, I know you don't believe in Jordan Love. You just gave a passion speech against Fields as to him bailing. If we pit them against each other, which one do you think has the better chance to actually become a pretty good quarterback? And become like a high level guy out of the your better chance at being a better quarterback. Yeah, the higher level quarterback. Who do you think has you know, the being an NFC quarterback contender? You know, let let's keep it. Let's I'm gonna apply some history here. I'm gonna keep it real. The other main reason why I'm just not big on Justin Fields is you have to remember Chicago can't draft a quarterback, man. I'm sorry if you get that Chicago draft tag. I do trust what Green Bay is doing if they're in their development, if they think they're good, if he does turn out to be successful and be that nightmare that I'm trying to stay away from. He, it, Jordan Love does pan out. He has the higher chance in my eyes because Green Bay, they it's the floor. Um, not to mention his coach is not a defensive coach. I'm pretty sure Ibo Foolish has the tag of defensive, like he's a defensive minded guy. Um, I'm pretty sure LaFleur, even though he's a run heavy guy, but We've seen that he can still work. Well, not really, but I don't I'll have my own reservations on the floor as well. But I mean, he's a, he's an offensive coach at the end of the day. He, that's true and through. So um 
I'm gonna go ahead and say uh I'm gonna say Jordan Love as much as it pains me. He has a better shot than, than uh I mean he's also more of a pocket passer as well. Like I feel like he's probably gonna be more of a pocket passer when we see him. Yeah, I did like Jordan Love's prospect. Wow. I did not think you would go pick Jordan Love there, to be honest. Wow. I mean, I can dude, I do believe in fields more than love, even though I like Jordan Love. But just because you know what, that was real honesty for you. We'll we'll give it to Jordan Love. We'll put him in the star, Jason, because I do think he could end up being pretty good. All it right. pains me to say it, Colby. And I know then, you probably were like, "Whoa, what a relief!" I got a got a caught a break on that one. You probably feel like, but look, at the end of the day, we got three quarterbacks here and everything. <laughs> and for me, if they, there's probably going to be only one dude at the end of the day to be down there. And I know you're you have your set rules here which is why I would love for us to go into this star adjacent to fine category and break it down to okay. the next level. Because I feel like probably the only quarterback that we can probably say, I mean, you have your, you have belief in him. So we'll go ahead and say fields is fine. But for me, it would probably definitely be at the moment, Sam Howe. I mean, even though Desmond Ritter, don't get me wrong. Desmond Ritter did come out a little flat. Like, yeah. I think it was the only his thing first, his debut. Of. <laughs> yeah, his debuts were flat and boring. Hey, you left so. a lot to be desired. I, I can admit that. <laughs> so for me, it would honestly come down to Howell and Ritter. But since we have a bandwagon here that we were just starting to pitch up, um, I have faith in Ritter, and I think that he will not be in the scouting guy's quadrant, even though he's a, what, third, fourth-round guy? Yeah, I still got my faith in the dude. You just heard me give a speech about Brock being a late-round dude. I'm fine with the mid-rounders. I like, yeah, I mean, I like Ritter more than Hal at the end of the day. So I I think the Ritter-Hal conversation this year is going to be fun on this podcast. We'll talk second year guys at some point. That's going to be fun. I like that. So I, I like your idea. All right, let's break down this tier. So what do you want me to call this tier below, star adjacent to fine? But above, let's make it fine. One's fine, one star adjacent. All right, so just fine and star adjacent. Okay, well mm-hmm. then, all right, well then let's just have this little NFC QB overall conversation right here. Then who's going to go down? Yeah, yeah I was about to say uh, because this going one... down. I think we'd both agree on that. Mm-hmm. No dispute there. All no right. disputes. Yeah, and I, I'm not disputing any of the other four, to be honest. So you're cool with leaving them up there. So just Derek this... Carr. Yeah, but bringing it back to Daniel Jones, this is probably where he can go and slide down to that yeah. fine spot. All right, Bryce Young certainly star Jason Love. Are you letting him be star, Jason, or you think he's just he's fine? Colby, this is, this is the reason why I made you make that category. All right, fine. We'll do fine. Okay, I mean, it's like this, this is probably a more realistic, better list. All right, so then Ritter and Fields. Then, if we're not going to send him to the basement, um, since we're adding tears here, you know what? I'm fine with that. This is this has still been a fun conversation. I mean, I think Fields. So, where do you want Fields to go? I mean, he's not going to the basement, man. I can't do it to him. Like I know that actually, actually, I was very strong. I was very strong. Actually, I still believe on that. I don't know what just made me change my mind, but yeah, six and twenty-one. I have to remember that six and twenty-one. You know, dude, the fact that he's elect, you just got the fact that he had such a high upside. I just remembered all the electricity that he brings. But at the same time, that electricity has been so dull. So I'm still going to have to stick to my guns a little bit here. Stay, if he doesn't pan out, it's going to be a scouting the college guy situation. And I want to put him higher, but 
If you don't believe, I'll give it to you. And then how high are we putting Ritter? Could Ritter be star, Jason? I don't know about that. Maybe. I hope so. It'd be awesome. Maybe. Can you do it, Colby? Let's think about it. Drake London. Dijon Robinson. Kyle Pitts, we just talked about. All right. Screw them all in. Let's take him to star, Jason. He's going to pop off in the (laughs) NFC South. He got Let's go. Desmond Ritter, the running packages they're going to have, it's going to be electric. Quandry's over. Exactly. Justin Fields, it feels bad to see him down there. I'm moving it him up. Does. It does. It does. But at the no, same no, time, no. that's what your record is. That's what your record is, though. Like his record is doesn't. Like, I would have been fine putting him at question mark still, personally. Like, personally, he should have been. He could have been I'll a guy that could have been at question mark. I'll because I can't put him in the basement either. Like, it breaks my heart because the dude is a great guy. You, you, we see him off. Like, he's says the right things he, on the podium. He does all the things that are right. He works his his tail off. We just, you, I'm, I'm, I low key want to root for him, man, but he's just not winning enough games. And this time they do have enough around him. So I feel like if anything, this should be the year that he's a question mark. Like, this should be the year that it's either he's gone or he's in, you know, because they finally do have pieces around him. He's still going to oh, be mobile. So, yeah, he does have a ton of pressure. I agree but with that. But man, the question is like, if he can you be a star? He it just sucks everything. that he played two seasons already. <laughs> like, that's his thing is that he's already played a couple seasons. So it's already a challenge for me to call him that, yeah, he could still be a star in his third season. Like, that's it's a bit of a stretch for me. All right. Adjacent, if you gave a strong argument for me, Colby, to put him in star adjacent, I would hear it out. Well, he's way more upside than probably Ritter or Bryce Young would be the argument. Now, Bryce Young is far more accurate. So I totally get that part of it. I mean, he should probably be above Ritter, if we're being honest. He does probably – I mean, I did like – he's a higher ta- – probably a more unique talent, although Ritter is talented. I mean, I think he maybe move him up and put Ritter down to fine as much as I okay. like him. But I do think Fields has more upside. I feel better about that list. I like it still. I'm still behind it. Ritter could have some really good upside, though. I still believe he's going to be the guy in Atlanta, which could be cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's a pretty that's a pretty nice little NFC QB quandary right there, Jalen. I think we both got down well. The NFC, man, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to watch these teams. Really excited to watch Washington, Atlanta, Green Bay, the Giants, Chicago, Carolina. I mean, man, that's and of course Brock. Like that's gonna be great. Brock can't make it week one. Sign me up for that. That is gonna be electric. That 49ers Pittsburgh Steelers game is gonna be electric. And look at all these QBs, Colby, underneath the bar. I mean, the fans aren't gonna see it, but look at all those faces, Colby. Oh, yeah. Joe Burrow, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, You'll Justin Herbert. <laughs> where did Heineke end up? Where did he get traded to? That was uh, where did he go? I think he's Ritter, Desmond Ritter's backup. Oh man, I'm pretty. I sure. wish he was a starter. <laughs> so he would have definitely been in the fine category. Like I, I, I would, I would be fine with having Taylor no, Heineke. He would be happy. I would be mad, but I would just be like, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's a Falcon. That's what's up. We get to see him play some football here in a couple of weeks, and here in the next weekend. That's what's up. That's a fun list, Cole. I like that. That was cool. Yeah, no, thank you. That was some great NFC content today, Jalen. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Hang on, yeah. 
Well, I mean, yeah, got to get the NFC its light when it comes to. But Colby, we got this timing down because as the clock ticks to midnight, just like it is now out east, just like Cinderella, <laughs> it's time for us to have our final thoughts on what is the end of the NFL offseason, Colby. We finally made it to officially the NFL preseason. So take it away, man. What are your final thoughts? Yeah, we're churning along. Can't wait for the over-unders pod here in another week. So um, my final thoughts, I teased it at the very beginning. Go back to the basketball. USA basketball, you mentioned Austin Reeves is all the team. They're practicing. I saw some reporter said today, Kate Cunningham looked like the best, was the best guy out there today in practice. So my final thought is just oh, happy to see that. We both love Kate on this podcast. Can't wait to see him bounce back from his injury at year three. Seems like he's back. Seems like he's feeling good. And I'm really, even though the Pistons probably still won't be very good, um, they should be improved. And I'm real excited to watch Cade take that next step this year, coming back from that injury. Uh, man, that's crazy to hear that they said Cade's the one. I mean, I saw clearly saw Anthony Edwards sitting front and center for all those pictures. I just want to say, and Tyrese was sitting right next to Anthony Edwards, sharing that spotlight with him. So uh, I just wanted to say, man, that, that USA basketball team looks pretty hype. Today was better, but yeah. Uh, taking it always to baseball for me, man, because uh, you said it earlier and I had to tease it for myself as well. The O's, baby. Colby, while we were podcasting, these guys managed to drop 10 runs on the New York Mets. And the O's are sitting beautifully in first place in the AL East. Last time I said it, they still were in first. I'm done talking. I'm done talking about that farm team, the, the professional farm team that is the Rockies. So, Colby, just like the O's and just like what we did tonight, I guess we can say we've been putting up some pretty good stuff. Sure. Thank you for listening to the CJJC show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.